Hey everybody, and welcome to the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, really good. Keeping well, keeping indoors. Surviving the apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, aren't we all? It's good though. <laughs> Lots of hobby. Hiding inside and doing some painting, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure most people are. Fantastic. Even well, I listening. Even I have hobby on the go, which is absolutely great fun. That's uh, so so good. silver lining in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That we can. Exactly. Right. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the show again, Ben. Uh, can you tell us what we're talking about on episode forty? Uh, yep, we're going to be talking about 11s teams in Blood Bowl 7s. Um, we'll look at the top ways to play Blood Bowl when you're stuck inside. And we've also got the usual games, hobby and star players. Fantastic. Right, let's move on to news. Okay, so first thing we do is we look at Blood Bowl news. And there's only a couple of bits to touch on today. Um, which makes sense. The world is kind of on lockdown, so there's a lot of miniature companies that are kind of on hold even games workshop aren't doing orders at the moment are they no no it's uh i don't think we've had any news of when they're coming back i think was it like mid-april was the well i the think estimate? i think it was lining up with the uk's lockdown but i don't think we've had any more news from from games workshop or anything i mean the companies they're in spain so um fanath actually we'll talk talk about talk about this first so i backed the fanath dwarfs i think you did as well yeah yeah and the expected delivery time for those was June. So I was just on Kickstarter, checking for Kickstarters, and um, looked at them and they said, actually, things have been put behind on schedule because of the lockdown. And um, I was like, oh no, can I, can mm-hmm. I? Because I wanted to I wanted to pick up a Croxagore from them because I think the Croxagore, they do oh, fit. Yeah, if, I think it fits the Lizardman team better than the um, yeah. Chog one that I've got, which I got for my Slan team, but I'm painting up a Lizardman team for sevens so you've got the the lizards but the uh the croxagore doesn't doesn't fit as well oh that's amazing yeah the croxagore is invisible because it is bright green um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah with the lockdown we're not sure what's happening with those so uh, i imagine that's slowing down the blood bowl news a little bit but there's still a couple of things to touch on so the first bit is uh just wanted to give a check-in on the artemis maidens the fantasy football team. This was the um, Amazon Greeky one that's basically an Amazon team. And I know we, we looked at this when the spoilers came out, Ben, but I don't think we looked at it since the Kickstarter went live. Okay, yeah, I think I might have seen it in my own time, but yeah, I don't think we spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah, because we were talking about, uh, oh, which team's coming next? And a lot of people said uh, Amazon's. Yeah. And a couple of people said, I'm not waiting for Amazon's because I have got the Artemis Maidens. So this mm-hmm. is on Kickstarter, and it's on Kickstarter for another 15 days. So um it is sunday the 26th of april that it finishes funding so this episode will actually be out with plenty of time for you to go and have a look um it's artemis maidens fantasy football team by where is it by uh oh jose mox creador grafico so actually if you just search artemis maidens fantasy football team or just search fantasy football on kickstarter this will come up so at the moment it's sitting at four thousand nine hundred pounds against a pledge level of 5260 so it's about 300 pounds short at the moment i think it'll make it i, I would imagine so it's the sculpts are pretty good 
Okay, let's yeah. have a quick look. So uh, the teams themselves. So you can pledge five pounds and you can get add-ons, which is pretty standard. Delivery time for these is currently December 2020, but again, we don't know if that's um, that's going to be delayed at all. So sixty-nine pounds is the early bird. So sixty-one pounds or sixty-nine euros is the full team, which is sixteen high-quality resin miniatures. That's eight line women, four blitzers, two throwers, and two catchers. Uh, and then does that include expansions? Da, 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 da. No, the full team. Uh, and then you've got a larger one, which is seventy-nine pounds. The goddess favor with 16s and then an exclusive miniature and one unit of the unlocked stretch goals marked with the moon arrow so they're kind of boosting up the stretch goals as they go but let's have a look at can we have a look at just the ordinary line women full team so what they've kind of done is they've made all the miniatures unique from the looks of it yeah they've all got a lot of their own personality so we can see the team here. So they they kind of look uh, larger than life, and they're kind of we did talk about these before, didn't we? But I think yeah, it was when they were sports. So you've got like a a Hercules, uh, He Man looking one. You've got a Wonder a guy Woman. with like a mirror, <laughs> which I really like. That's right. Yeah. So from Rusa, yeah. there he is, Narciso, the guy with the mirror. Yeah. Um, Polariste. They're they're pretty well. They're, they're well sculpted. They're digitally sculpted, and they're they've done really well. The movement in the models seems to be pretty good as well. They all look creepy at the moment because the 3D renders have got obviously blank eyes. <laughs> yeah, I always find that like the, the dead-eyed stares you get from the renders. Um, they look really crisp and they're very, like you kind of said, like very Greek statuesque kind of look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've got two throwers um, in similar positions, holding a ball, classic. You've got catchers which are all, again, individual sculpts, all catching a ball. And the blitzers are extra armor, so they've got big pauldrons on, big shoulder pads, two female, three female, four female, and they're just big sculpts. So full team, you get all of those, which is actually really not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look and see how they're doing for stretch goals. There's an exclusive character, uh, which you get with the... Oh, that is really one, nice. Isn't it? And the hand. So it comes on a... On a a base that is a stone hand basically off a statue uh, it's a really dynamic pose massive hair on this one <laughs> on yeah. Hippolyta I really like it could that be used for a star? oh that definitely um, yeah. there are so many well there are just so many individual stars it depends who you want to use it as yeah uh, free extra piece for Hippolyta standing on a dead body which is quite cool so stretch goals that's that's why you do kickstarters isn't it is for the stretch goals absolutely uh, stretch goals and expansions so extra catches two extra catches are 10 euros that's at six thousand pounds six thousand euros sorry then you've got balls then you've got coaches uh turn marker uh although these turn markers yeah they're unlockable the star there's one star player called file or fillet uh which has got wings which is pretty cool like a yeah. looks like one of those um dark elf Women yeah. with Kate. I can't, I can't remember what they're called. The Daughters of Cain. Or a succubus, I suppose. In, yeah. in your classic RPG style. They've got dice. Uh, the There's another there's a star player on here with um, hair made of snakes, which is very cool. But at 18,000, I don't think they're going to reach that. No, that's quite ambitious for that. I found like sometimes with these Kickstarters, though, they end up um, doing them anyway. I think they had that with the Fanath one. 
Yeah, the like, dwarf. didn't quite meet a lot of them, so they just said, oh, screw it, we'll just do that, <laughs> which was really nice. Yeah, they, they did it with Hans the Mole, I think. I don't think Hans yeah. the Mole reached it. Yeah. Um, okay, so they've also done that thing where they've got other teams. So they've got Asgard's Sons, which is a bunch of beefy dudes, which looks awfully like it's a Norse team. Um, yeah, oh, it has to be, doesn't it? Thor with a, with a very Viking. They've got some really nice models here. Yeah, uh, this is the trouble doing this podcast. We always look at these Kickstarters, and I'm always find myself after we stop recording, just going to the Kickstarter and being like, "Hmm, <laughs> should, I, should I back this?" <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, until recently, I was like, "Oh, I don't really back that many Kickstarters." You know, I like to see them, I like to see the work, and then I'm like, "Yeah, yeah but I've got the Fanath one coming. I've just backed, <laughs> I've just backed the Tomb King one. Like, I've started to get sucked yeah. <laughs> in. I'm starting to Ben able myself, and I'm pretty sure both of those are your fault, actually." <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'll yeah. do what I can. <laughs> ben abled. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that is the Artemis Maidens fantasy football team. With those positionals, you can run humans, you can run Amazons. Um, I think they're too chunky for elves. Do you reckon you can get away with Norse with that team? Uh, yeah, the, although the Norse team they link below, where the actual Norse team is awesome. more convenient. You wouldn't get the big guy in this, would you? No, no, there's no big um, guy. Yeah, I, I think it really suits Amazons and humans. And it, It's strange, though, because you've got the, the males. Like That might throw people off playing Amazons, because Amazons usually are an all-female team. Yeah, it's true. There's um, only a couple, and they're just the linemen. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. You know, you can have like there's women sculpt and elf teams. Human teams can have female models. I think it's one Amazons. You know. Yeah, I agree. Dramatically, they're, they're there. One, so. two, three, four. There's only four men in the whole thing, so twenty five percent. That's not bad. And interestingly enough, I think oh no, just one of them's got a collar. Two of them have got collars. I think there's uh, probably a bit of bit of a background there. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, Artemis Maiden's fantasy football team. Check it out. There's a there's still a, a good week or so to go when the episode comes out. Um, worth jumping on and having a look because that's not a bad price for a pretty cool team. Um, no, not at all. So next thing on the news was the Tree Men. So Games Workshop had a, another, in their words, big release day, um, and it tended to be a, a medium to small release day. There was only a few things that came out. Uh, and one of them was finally a Blood Bowl release. Ben, did you see the Tree Man announcement? I did, and it was met with unanimous love, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit divided. Uh, so the trees are out. I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you're an avid Blood Bowl player, and you've uh, you've seen the sculpts and you've seen what they look like. Uh, they are a lot squatter than I was expecting, but it does match the art in the in the yeah. looks. It does. It matches the art really well. Um, so it's very cool to have the small trees. I think they look really fun, and I think they look really stunty. So it kind of go with halflings, I think. Yeah, I think when I first saw them, I was just like, ooh. But then you start looking at more angles, you start seeing more pictures, and they really, I think we said this pun a lot, but they really grew on me. Oh, yeah, like, I know. I really <laughs> like them now. Um, at first, I was a little unsure, but I think that was mainly the shock of expecting a full team and seeing a dream man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. was the thing that we've given up waiting for and got and found hundreds of different uh, <laughs> alternatives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it looks like so there's there's two kind of two versions of the model, which is the wood elf one with a wood elf mask and a waystone and some sprites. And yeah. hopefully, if I scroll down a bit, it does that, oh, look at that. sweet reveal um, on the website where there's the halfling version with the squirrel. But I think I found something that I'm a little bit perturbed by. That is the same model. 
it's just got slightly different bits on it, which means that there is one tree man. So I know there was a lot of speculation of, oh, could be cool, could be a box of two tree men. It's going to be a single tree man, and it's going to have different modes, which is is still fine, isn't it? I mean, the Blood yeah, Bowl Yeah, it's much like the Ogre and the Troll, and yeah, it'll be like that, won't it? And um, the Blood Bowl Ogre is pretty decent. I have, I've, I'm painting him up, or I've just finished building him now. It's a very cool model, and it's only £12. So if the tree man comes out, it's... 15 18 pounds you can you know 30 pounds from a reseller uh, you know in toyment or, or alchemist workshop or whoever you're loyal to um you know it's not not bad and they're quite characterful uh yeah I, I like it i like it i would have massively preferred anything else that hadn't been released but if you are <laughs> if you're a games workshop loyalist uh, it, it, it's it's a lot easier to get these than it will be to convert the kernoth hunters um from, yeah definitely from and they've got the blood bowl bits on them like they fit straight into Blood Bowl. Uh, yeah, they do. They fit straight into Blood Bowl. You can pick them up. Um, I don't know if I will get these. I've got enough Treeman, I think. Yeah. Like uh, we really like the um, Warlords of Vera 1 ones, don't we? They're fantastic. I've, I've got yeah. six of those. Um, <laughs> and I've got the Ent guy. And I've got my Golems from my Chaos Halflings. Um, there are yeah. lots of trees out there for you to use. You'll get them anyway, though, won't you? At some point. At some point, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. If they don't release anything from Warcry that I could find an excuse to use in Blood Bowl, uh, then, yeah, I'll probably pick them up. Just to, just to you know, do an unboxing for the show, maybe. Uh, and, obviously, they did some other releases for, for Games Workshop, but nothing else of Blood Bowl. Now, they do have um, another reveal coming up soon, which will be on the 18th, which is the day this podcast is released. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, keep an eye on to the Warhammer community page for later because uh, there will be more Games Workshop announcements and there is always the chance that they will sneak a Blood Bowl team in there. Um, so, Very exciting. Yeah, it could be. We, we could finally see the next team and the next changes to the meta because I think they are stretching everything, aren't they, as they go? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they um still still thinking it's going to be vampires. Oh, man. But... I'd be so happy yeah. if it was vampires. I it, wouldn't, I wouldn't, because of that Punga team coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Punga team like, does look... really conflicting. It does look so good. So, very quickly, uh, teams we're still waiting for. Amazon, Chaos Dwarf, High Elves, Kemri, Necromantic, Norse, and Vampire. Of all of those, I think Vampire are the most likely to get an extra positional. I think so, too, yeah. Uh, of the other teams, I'm not sure if there'll be much change, uh, much adjustment. I'd like to see them do something slightly different from the High Elves. Um, I don't know what you know. It'd be interesting to see if they do. I don't think they will. But uh, with the exception of Necromantic, I think it'll be a nice mm. full team for all of these. I'm still not sure if they're going to do a Necromantic team or whether they'll just do an expansion. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they start bringing out Blood Bowl Sevens packs and oh. it starts with Necromantic and it gives you all the extra players. It know? would be <laughs> awesome if Games Workshop did uh, a Blood Bowl Sevens expansion. And you know, yeah. think think kill team for Blood Bowl. Oh. Um well, that's Blitz Bowl really, isn't it, for them? They yeah, it is Blitz Bowl. And Ben, I'm not sure if I've actually told you this, but uh okay. we have got a copy of Blitz Bowl on our, on its way to us. Oh really? Yeah, really, really. I'm itching to play this because everyone raves about it. Yeah, so uh Andy um Andy Andy Pymont has sent us a copy. It's got none of the models in because we've got plenty of models. But he said, he said oh, yeah. I've, "I've played the game. I've played enough of the game." Uh, he said, "I'll send it to you, and you guys can give it a give it a review." So at some point, we'll have a copy of it. And um, when the uh, apocalypse pauses long enough for us to be allowed to play Blood Bowl together, uh, we'll have to get uh, a game. I'll bring it to club night, and we'll have a few rounds. Yeah. 
we we'll try and record it or something. That'd be really good. Oh yeah, Thanks we could content. stream it, which is a, yeah. my, my my current excitement and fetish is streaming everything. <laughs> blah blah two, blah blah sevens, painting, stream it. Let's just stream it because it's it's a really cool way to hang out actually, and that's what inspired our our second topic for the day: how to play Blood Bowl when you can't play Blood Bowl. Um, we're we're going to do the the top five ways to play Blood Bowl when you cannot play Blood Bowl with people yes. uh, because of what's going on at the moment. Um, I actually really like the way the screen looks at the moment with the blue tree and the. <laughs> uh, oh dear, the colours are all squiffy. But this must be a green screen thing. It must be a green screen thing. All oh, right. Anyway, let's move on to the next bit of news, which is, I think, um, yeah, we've done the Games Workshop preview. We've done the trees. We've done the Artemis Maidens. Um, Punga are teasing some stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting about. Uh, very excited about that. Yeah, we've uh, we've had. We've had the honor of having a few sneak peeks at some of the stuff that's coming for the Vampires Kickstarter, and it is amazing. It will probably be one of the best Blood Bowl Kickstarters ever, I reckon. Yes, I think so too. I'm not just like building hype for it. The sculpts, the models, the poses, what they're doing. Um, the the Pirates one was amazing, but this is genuinely, I think, going to be even better. I think so too. I really do. It's It's like just so I, I cannot fault anything about it and <laughs> i know we're quite big punga fanboys here oh definitely um, but, this, but this will convince anyone i think um and so it should because just the models are so cool um yeah. the models are so cool the sculpts are so good i mean you've got the pirates now so you know mm-hmm. you know just how good they point. are it, well living right so other than that if you're watching the YouTube, sorry that everything was in a weird shade of green. I had the hue saturation changed for some reason. <laughs> uh, I think it was because when I was streaming sevens, I changed the color of the dice. Anyway, we'll ignore that and go on to tournaments. So at the moment, everything is still on lockdown and it's likely to be on lockdown for like another month or so. Um, there's been no announcement from the government. There's been a news post saying it's likely to carry on. Um, I haven't missed anything ever, Ben. Uh, no, not that I know of. That's that's all I've heard. So there's a there's another week to go before this podcast comes out. So it's quite likely that you're listening to this with old information. But as it stands, um, there's every chance that the lockdown could be lifted by May, uh, which is very useful because we have a tournament at the end of May on the thirtieth on Saturday the thirtieth. It is Bonehead Bowl two which is our mixed teams tournament now we did an episode a few episodes back talking about what it is the rules pack uh, some teams you can take um, so as it stands that is still looking like it's going ahead um, we will let you know if it doesn't and if it doesn't i've got i've got something really cool planned um, and i'll clue ben into this because working with entoyment still haven't got the uh still haven't got the codes for the prizes so i'm still holding off on competitions at the moment because i don't want to Say there's competitions of the vouchers when I don't quite have the codes because no one wants to do that. I don't want that to, to fail. But um, there'll be there'll be there'll be competitions. Um, we'll make Bonehead Bowl a, a, a work with a different way. Um, but yes, so th- Saturday the thirtieth of May, enjoyment. Hopefully, if we're all back to the real world and we've unplugged from our virtual matrix prison, uh, we can make it work. Yeah, um, I'm I'm still really excited. I'm not. I'm not losing hope for this. Um, I'm preparing as if it were happening. Absolutely, I am too, and that's why I picked up my Chaos Ogres. But more about those when we talk <laughs> about hobby. Um, ben, have we missed anything news-wise, or are we are we good to go? I think that's everything. I, I do too. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's it's likely to be. Um, and hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast in a few hours' time, Games Workshop will be announcing something fun. Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And I'll see if we can't get a little cheeky update if something like that does happen. Right, let's move on to Hobby. So that's the news. There's nothing overly to buy or order, especially from Games Workshop at the moment. I know there are a few companies still open on account of me receiving posts today, which was quite nice. I think that was Alchemist's Workshop. I don't know. It might have been a toyment. I've ordered stuff from, from multiple places. Hobby. So, Ben, it's a lock-in, a very personal own space lock-in. What yeah. have you been working on? Um, a fair amount, actually. I did actually put a little bit more paint on the Pirates. I thought I'll try and get some more progress on them. Just a little palette cleanser because I'm painting a lot of corn at the moment. Uh, is this for Age of Sigma? Yeah, yeah. So I'm basically I want a lot more projects, and there's a few Kickstarters coming out that I think I want to back. <laughs> um, there's some like armies and things I want, and I'm thinking, you know, what a perfect time to justify it is if I get everything done. So I've been going through my Age of Sigma backlog, some of Blood Bowl backlog, when I get a little bit bored of Age of Sigma. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to base everything, trying to get everything off sprues. So I've kind of been a bit chaotic, really. Um, should be doing Bonehead Bowl stuff, so I'll probably pick that up about a week before the tournament. <laughs> and uh, There's always the yeah. Friday night before. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I sort of at the moment, I'm just thinking, what do I want to do? And then I'll do that rather than what I should do. Well, the thing is, where well, there's quite a lot of time for people at the moment, it's a good opportunity to just work on some projects and then absolutely, like you said, just I'm going to go do that. I'm not saying that just because I should be building and painting. Uh, in fact, on my desk right now, I've got four sevens teams that I should be painting. Um, <laughs> and in my hand, I have a giant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think I'm on the frame of mind that hobby is hobby. And at some point, you need to do giant anyway. So the fact that you're, I, I kind of, I like seizing the moment when it comes, when you get the inspiration to do it. That, do exactly. It I, I love this excuse. So the, <laughs> the pirates are carrying on. You've been working yep. on your corn. Um, you've not been working on your bonehead bowl team, but there's nope. literally weeks and weeks and days and days of time where you're not allowed out. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll find time to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, any anything you apart from the giant? Oh well, I've been a bit of a hobby butterfly. So yeah, I've been working on the the seven teams. I've got my ogres that are underway. Um, the little noblars are just great. They're all wearing bright orange hats. Um, can I get it on the YouTube version? Yeah, just about. They're just so much fun, these little little guys. Although I've I've redone the list and I can actually get uh one, two, three, I can get eight noblars and I've only painted seven, so I have to build another one, but I've got loads, I've got like a literally a box full of them because I've got two boxes of ogres <laughs> and then another box of ogres turned up today. Uh and I've been working on my Chaos Ogre team. Um where I thought the heart the Chaos Halflings are great fun. Um they, I loved painting them. I love the look of them. They're somewhat special. They're somewhat different. And the Ogre team is one of my favorite teams. And, you know, actually, a Chaos Ogre team would be great. And I could use it for Bonehead Bowl. So, yeah, I got the box of Ogres. And I saw a cool conversion of the Blood, the Blood Bowl Ogre. And did a little conversion of him. Did a bit of a face oh, and a head good. swap. Stuck some, some bits on. And I've got another bag full of bits. Hopefully turning up tomorrow. But it depends on the post at the moment. Um, for which I can chaosify ogres. So yes, working on sevens teams, working on giants, working on ogres, working on is endless there, spells. 
<laughs> endless spells. Endless spells for Blood Bowl, absolutely. Oh. That's something I want the community to help us with soon um, because I was left on my own for a little while and went down a very deep rabbit hole. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> a very bad thing to do. <laughs> well, the way I see it is, you see it in Sigma where they go, "I've got this list, and I'm taking these endless spells to go on it." And if you think about it from a from a Blood Bowl point of view, you've got the lists, and it's a human list with Zog. Oh, okay. Or you know, I've got this list here with this star player. Well, it would just be amazing if there was another element to it. So like I'm running, mm-hmm. a, I'm running a slan team, and I've got the uh, the magic tree as well. You're like, okay, yeah, fine. What does the magic tree do? Well, when I play the magic tree, it goes down. There's a 60 mil round base and it's got tentacles and I can mob up some of the pitch <laughs> or I've got like the chrome, the, the the time spell, which means that everyone within three squares has got plus one edge because it's easier to do stuff. I've got plus one. Just, there's a lot of stuff you could do there to increase the amount of builds and the amount of tactics you've got on a Blood Bowl team. So that's why I've been, um, I've been painting up some endless spells because I think, I think there's a big amount of design space there. And amusingly, uh, someone <laughs> someone that messaged us this week, uh, I think it was on Twitter, saying, hey, I can see that you've got um, a bit of a, a just an obsession with wizards. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, oh. uh, it was quite good and actually very, very, very appropriate. Um, so, yeah, I'm working on all about that. So what else have you been up to, Ben? Um, not actually a lot, to be honest. Um I've just done loads and loads of painting, which is really nice. Um, in terms of games, I haven't I haven't played a great deal. Um, and I need to get back into that league, but we'll be touching on that in a second. Yes, yes, you um, absolutely do. Yeah, no, it's just lot, lots and lots of hobby um, where I can, you know, sort of. I get a lot more time in the evenings now. We're working from home, and it's just nice to close down my work laptop and crack open the paints, which are next to my work laptop. <laughs> yeah, without having to move at all. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't find the message now. But it was literally like, yes, yes you are. You have a, a slight obsession with wizards. Um, that's because I think it's a massive amount of design space there that could, you know, add variation to your teams. And that's that's really, really something that I've had time to think about. <laughs> yeah. Plus, those endless spell models are really nice to paint out. Oh, nice big canvas. You get like so star players are called in Blood Bowl because you can paint your team and then you can paint this other thing that can go in multiple teams but actually you can theme it towards your team as well so it's like an add-on um endless spells yeah. could be another massive add-on so that's that that is i'm hoping by now uh we would have got the codes for the prizes and our competition would be out because our first design rules competition will be for endless spells and i want to put mm. that out as soon as we get those codes through to do it because i'm really excited we had so much engagement from the from the giant competition uh i'm kind of hoping that we can get even half as much for endless spells and we can go on a merry little chase um but yes great. playing playing blood bowl had a great opportunity to play quite a lot of blood bowl um yeah yeah i've been hooning it through <laughs> which has been amazing so uh, every sunday and every tuesday from seven till about 10 i'm streaming blood bowl um it might be blood bowl one running some corn it might be blood bowl two it playing on our league which ben said uh, bonehead podcast cup if you are on pc for blood bowl two come and join our ladder league um sundays tuesdays from seven we play um but obviously jump on our discord and organize a game anytime you're free um I've been running ogres and it's been going terribly. Uh, it's been great fun. <laughs> so, what's, what's your most recent game? Um, I played against Orkster. Was it Orkster? Yeah, it was the Skaven game. Um, 
I don't know if I've popped that video out on YouTube yet, but I, I streamed it on Twitch and, and, and Facebook. Uh, it was a great game. Um, basically a Game 2 Skaven team against my Game 6 Ogre team with no rerolls. Um, Still I'll, none. I don't know. I might, I've bought two now because I had so much okay. money in the in the in the in the pocket that on Blood Bowl two, if you've got 150k or more, or money over 150k goes to your team value. So if you've got a load of gold, your team value just goes up anyway. Um, yeah. So buying rerolls was a great way to get rid of cash because it's, it's you know one for two, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So I bought a couple of those. Uh, it was a great game. Proper proper scavening. It was wicked. Um, <laughs> I was so happy. Like I was just absolute glee because I'm I'm playing uh, Skaven and Ogres have got to be two of my very 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 favorite teams, if not Aww. my actual favorite two teams. So it was wicked. I was just loving watching this uh, this Skaven team pull very Skaven things and uh, just my powerhouse of an Ogre team just kind of failing, but also memeing. It was beautiful. <laughs> I like Ogres do. <laughs> exactly so yeah i've been getting loads of blood bowl 2 uh and loads of blood bowl 1 on the go which is really cool but also um i've played two games of sevens since we last recorded i think oh nice or maybe one game since we last recorded i don't know i played one game with sam and one game with ian triplo one of our local coaches uh, well two of the local coaches and uh we used roll 20 which is a tabletop simulator and um uh, in our sevens group on facebook someone posted a video on how to set it up for blood bowl sevens and we did it we set it up got a cool little stream overlay all for it and um, had a great game against Ian the other night uh well, on, on tuesday actually on stream um played bretonians had two games of bretonians and sevens now which is the only bretonians i've played and um how are you finding them man i really like them like it's worrying yeah yeah like the knights are great. We knew the knights are great. They're just human blitzers with uh, catch and dauntless on top, right? That's, yes, yeah, that's yeah. great for something like 110k. So 20k, you get uh, dauntless and catch, which I don't think either of those skills came in handy. So essentially, they were just human linemen, <laughs> human <laughs> human, 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 human yeah. blitzers. Uh, the linemen, though, are weird. Yeah, they're, it's all fend, isn't it? It's fend, and they've got edge two, but Ooh, they're the same. Oh, they are edge two. So they are just not as good. Uh, no. But I don't know. That Fend has come in handy. But I don't know if it's just because of the teams I played. I mean, Ian was playing uh, Norse with four Frenzy. And Fend is great against Frenzy because it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. my guy's dead. But you stay there, please. Um, exactly. They so. can't, it just kind of denies it, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a good counter. It was a good counter. But no, the Blitzers are cool. Uh, the Yeomen have Wrestle, um, which... I'm not a massive fan of wrestling sevens. No, is it too slow? Do you think? Yeah, it's kind of too slow. You're you're right there. So in elevens, it's great to have one or two wrestlers because you can get in, sack the ball, and you've still got the rest of your team to pick up the ball. But if you wrestle with one of your seven players on the pitch, fourteen percent of your team is on the ground, and I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather kill and leave positionals um, because in sevens you've got less rerolls. So you, the more dice you make the opponent roll the more likely they are to fail and they're more likely to fail in sevens because you don't have those rerolls. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I need to give them a need to give them a go. But it was a really good game. It was a game of two halves, the classic tagline. Uh I dominated the first half and nearly went two nil up uh, at half time. And wow. uh, Ian came back and scored and it was in a one all draw at the end. But that video should be up on YouTube now as well. It's definitely worth having a look because we used Roll Twenty to play a game of sevens and it was great to play a game of sevens. Really interesting. I'm I'm really keen to talk more about that 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, played some Blood Bowl, uh, painted some Blood Bowl, planned some Blood Bowl, and um, yeah, actually really happy with the amount of stuff we're getting going on. Um, mm -hmm. That said, just want to make the, the the classic announcement of hope everybody out there is doing well and is, is nice and safe. Um, yeah. It's been a month now since the world very much changed and it's kind of become normal. It has, yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Is, which is a I bit weird. What it's like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, just yeah, it's, hobbies are a nice distraction, I think, and that's why uh, important to take your mind off off the craziness with a bit of painting, a bit of podcast, a bit of playing, a bit of gaming, and well, uh, absolutely. Even even yeah. Tiff uh, has bought her Switch now, and she's been playing Animal Crossing like a oh, like a been having a great time, <laughs> having a great time. So there I am, just sitting there painting, and she's uh, on Animal Crossing. It's like. <laughs> Like, I hope... The game has actually made a dent in my hobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm normally painting. I'm just like, oh, I would just go to the island for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. This is why I didn't get a Switch. We yeah. got the Switch Lite so that Tiff would just keep it and use it as her own little Game Boy, and therefore I wouldn't play it, and there I wouldn't lose time because uh, I've got plenty, of, plenty of other things to do. And um, talking of plenty of other things to do, moving on to our first topic, I think, Ben, if you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Cool. Let's talk about sevens and elevens. So for our first topic, we are going to talk about how you mix in sevens games with elevens full teams, and how you mix in full teams, uh, full games with with sevens teams. And the reason for this is, I've been working on a, a thing, and part of that thing is having a, a variable structure to your league with sevens and dungeon ball and elevens being all part of a standard fixture and there aren't any rules at the moment that I could find that cover how to use an 11s teams in a 7 game uh, and, and likewise the other way so I started putting together some rules and I thought it might be worth Ben just us having a chat through talking through some ideas because I think I can see it being something that could be great fun either to mix it in as a standard fixture or actually just on a league night guys do you want to play a few 7s games tonight with your league teams um, so we yeah. are gonna we're gonna chat about how that would work. So let me bring up the show notes onto the screen for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Uh, not sure if you can see them, but I've got them here, so I can read through them, which is very very useful. Uh, Okie dokie. So, uh, da, 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 da. yep, yep, yep. We're gonna talk through some ideas and some ideas on how to make it happen. So, uh, Ben, first thing I wanted to talk about is why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing really is like why would you want to do it? And I know I've had this I, I feel like I've had this before, not just with Blood Bowl, but in other games systems as well. Like I I wrote a sort of a, a like a small campaign thing with some friends with 40k where it was like, oh you wanna have a game of kill team, but kind of want your games of kill team and your games of 40k and even like apocalypse to account to something bigger and it's the same with blood bowl like you have your league of blood bowl but you want to have a sevens game you want Why? it to matter exactly and um you because sometimes you're not in the mood for like the big game or you might not have the time for a big game but you still want to participate in the overall campaign or league you still um, want to carry on the story of your franchise exactly yeah and i think that's that's probably the biggest reason why you'd want to do something like this in my opinion no i i completely agree and it is that classic actually i really want to play some sevens but uh, we don't really want to give up a league night to do it. 
like I'd rather develop my team or anything like that. Yeah. And also from a flip side, we've got some great teams in the Seven Super Series, um, and it would just be really cool to see a Sevens teams, a Sevens team participate in full size Blood Bowl. But the the whole idea came from actually there's rules for Dungeon Bowl and there's rules for there's rules for Dungeon Bowl teams, but there's not rules for using Dungeon Bowl teams sort of to, to kind of like cross them over because in the fluff it, it says. Um, I think there's actually an example of a dungeon ball team playing in a regular game and them complaining because uh, there was no chests, there were no teleporters. Um, <laughs> it was either that way or the other way around where a, a team from standard blubber went and played a game of dungeon ball, didn't know what they were doing and were confused by the That's fact hilarious. that they didn't get blow up. But it made me think, actually, <laughs> I'd like to cross these over and, and have those rules because I really want to use dungeon ball teams in standard blood bowl and i really want to use dungeon bowl teams in sevens because it's just more teams and more teams and more blood bowl is more better um so yes being able to say guys we're going to run a mini sevens competition you can use your 11s teams you can start a new one whatever and getting three games in with three mvps although we will talk about that uh can be a great way to get a cool boost on a team or just you know enact that draft element of actually sevens is a great place for new players to show off their stuff and it could, mm. could be a cool way, a good way to do it, like a, it's like a feeder lead, feed, a feeder lead. Oh, league. absolutely. That was probably going to be, um, that's probably how I would like to do it the most. It's like a little recruitment cup kind of thing. Yeah, beginning of the league, beginning of the yeah. season. You play a sevens night, and actually, it sevens is great for trying out teams. And it, if you had a, a feeder night where you can bring a team or a couple of teams, play some sevens, and actually have what those players achieve count towards regular you could play a sevens game find that you really love running i don't know ogres or slan and you've already got a couple of characters who've nearly leveled up or they have leveled up and actually you like where they are you like their character well this is a great opportunity to then take that and develop it into a set into a full team or something like that and that's or transfer them you know exactly oh dude yeah. don't get me started on trading players that's uh that's my ultimate yeah. goal <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you could you could have a game like they they play in the sevens league and they develop skills in the sevens team you might have a player you really like and then you're just like well can i hire him on my 11th team well that depends on your commissioner but i would say yes absolutely yeah <laughs> and if you look at the wobble our, our local league if you look at the rules pack for that there is actually rules there for trading players yeah no one's used them which is fine but they aren't there because that's the kind of that's the kind of commissioner take a bigger look at them <laughs> especially uh, after this conversation and you can trade players between your team and your team if you've got multiple teams but there is a cost because otherwise right, okay. it would just be broken anyway we are getting sidetracked okay. there so with sevens with elevens with the two different teams and the two different ways of building them uh what are some of the issues uh that would that could crop up some of the issues and some of the worries about how and what could impact on a crossover game or using them in different formats ben have you had any ideas on what could be bad about it i think the thing that immediately comes to mind is that not everyone would want to do it some people like just to play their league every week Oh, and say, and sort of, not quite having the expectation, but you know, having a possibility that suddenly everyone's playing sevens and everyone's doing their sevens thing, but it's not really for you. That's always a concern. It, it is. As a commissioner, how would you deal with that? Well, what we've done so far is we just had game nights that are sevens and they're resurrection and they're on their own. I mean, you ran Hangover Bowl, didn't you? There's a great way yeah. to get sevens out of the way um, without it affecting anything. But having something like this where you could use a league team in sevens means that actually that coach if there isn't a game going they could still 
participate, play some sevens games, and grow their team uh, mm. so that they don't massively miss out. Um, or they could just use it as a great opportunity to chuck on a team they've never played. I mean, you build a team for league, you spend months playing that team. It might be that Games Workshop releases a new team. You've got one for your birthday. You want to run it. You've been painting some models. You want to try out a different playstyle. That's what Sevens is great for. And if we can find a way to to do crossovers, it might be really, it might be an even bigger enabler in into using Sevens in a regular Blood Bowl element. But if we can find a way to just put Sevens format into regular Blood Bowl league, it would be a really interesting thing. So. I'm writing this this Colleges of Magic rule set, and part of it is that there is a sevens phase of a league. So there's right. a couple of sevens games, and then it's regular Blood Bowl, and then there's a Dungeon Bowl match. It's all phased out like that, but there is an element, and part of the league point is playing a couple of sevens games is as just part of the league. Um, and it would be really interesting on a club night to say, oh yeah, guys, it's the sevens night tonight, part of the league. Uh, so you're going to play two people instead of one, and you're going to have two games. Um, yeah, which we found does actually work quite handily in a club night. It, it does, you it do can be done. Games, and also, yeah. if you do give an MVP in each game, it, it it's a semi-accelerant. Oh, it is, yeah. And that's always the most exciting part, isn't it? When you can go away from the club night and upgrade your players. Yeah, I've, I've leveled up, I've done some stuff. Exactly. Uh, so, some of the some of the worries is that is that if you play um, two, three, sevens games with your team, there's balance issues um, massively with chunky teams taking on new teams, but also with the fact that you you would at that point um, have more opportunity to pick up MVPs because you're playing two or three games instead of one. So there would be an accelerated point of that. Definitely something to be mindful of. Um, let's move the old cursor down so that we can see what we're talking about. Um, and yeah, I think the balance element of it is is important to be aware of. So if you took an 11s team and ran it in sevens, there would be a possibility of a team value, uh, big team value discrepancy. So yeah, especially it's balanced around 600k mark, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Now we've got some rules that that kind of help us with that, but also just from a skill point of view. So if you've got yes. an 11s team, um, let's let's talk about your high elves from last season, which I think is your most seasoned team. In league? Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Hey, you probably got a bunch of guys, um, you know, half a dozen guys with a single skill and a, a few, two or three guys with two or three skills, right? I think I had. I think a couple of them died, but <laughs> I'll have to go back. Hashtag elf life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor elves. That's, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea is actually if you're choosing seven to 11 of your players, you could choose their hench ones. Uh, and you could be running against a, a brand new team, and that team value difference is going to be as a percentage higher, isn't it? So yeah, if I'm running my my first game with my Skaven team, and you're running your 1200 TV what, uh, Elf team, you can choose those players that have uh, the extra mm. several hundred dollars in inducements, and it would be basically 600 TV versus 800 TV. <clears throat> yeah. Which yeah, that would quite a lot. Could be, uh, which could be an element of, of, of trickery, but also you're playing seven. So if you do get absolutely shot to heck, it is just a real quick game. <laughs> yeah, that I think that's one of the things I love most about sevens. We've definitely said that before. Is there's not as much investment in your time. It takes the same amount of time to have a sevens match as it does to have a Magic the Gathering match, and I, I mean match as in game of three games. Yeah. <clears throat> right. 
let's have a look at some of the rules we've brewed up for this. So, playing a Blood Bowl 7s game with a full league team, because obviously there's two ways around of doing this, and this is where we'll start. Player count. So, there's a 7 to 11 player restriction in 7s. There's an 11 to 16 restriction in 11s. So, teams must bench down to a maximum of 11 players on the roster for a 7s game. So bench players are treated the same as if they'd suffered a miss next game result. This happens right. before team values are calculated for inducement purposes and is done at the same time slash before matches are organized. So in my mind, this looks like, guys, it's a sevens night tonight. Um, you rock up. Here's your roster. Uh, cross off the people you want to be benched for the game and then calculate your team value. So Ben, you turn up with your... Uh, how many games are you into your corn team? Is it just one? Uh, two, I think. I think it's two. Two, cool. So you've probably got a couple of guys with a, with a level or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got two level ups. I think. Brilliant. So you could bench down, and it would give you the the choice of benching down to seven players only and keeping your team value low, or benching to eleven and keeping your team value high. It would be interesting to see what people do at that point. I mean, what would what would your inclination be to do? Um. I think it, it's entirely dependent on the team because some teams you can go really gun ho in sevens and just like sacrifice them and have have all the players there, have all the spares. But then, you know, low TV has its advantage there. So I don't know. I think with corn, I'd take lower just because they're really expensive. Yeah, and I, I do kind of like that team management idea of that as well. Yeah, is like okay, I can run. 11 players i can run 11 players and rock up with basically a million team value but they're going to get a lot of inducements and there is a little thing to talk about inducements at the very end uh re-rolls so the number of re-rolls a team has remains the same but they do not refresh at half time or you halve the number of re-rolls rounding down what what do you think to that which do you think would be the better way to do it then um i think halving because I think that sticks with the Blood Bowl 7's theme of overall less. Because like you can, if you had all of them but they don't refresh, you could just blow them all in the first half and have a mega first half, which they couldn't recover from. Do you know what I mean? I do. I think that's like, very, very fair. Um, yeah. I, I like, I think I was talking to, to George, George Christodoulo, the uh, commissioner of the Sydney Bowl series in, in Australia, about 7's and um, about having the re-rolls uh, regular cost but you could only you could use them once per game instead of once per half and whether or not that would um, affect how that would affect sevens which I thought was a really interesting design consideration actually like you said yeah I, I think you're right though I think by turn four they'd all be gone forever yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah this this was a kind of a consideration to say that actually your normal starting full Blood Bowl team has three rerolls generally speaking um, maybe two, maybe four, but the average is three. Humans, orcs, whatever. It's normally three rerolls. Um, if you half that, they end up with rom reroll per half, which is still it's still pretty decent for sevens. Most teams run zero. Um, you might get a cheeky one every now and again with a cheaper team, but otherwise, I suppose it keeps the rerolls equal. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you there. Cool. And leader is obviously unaffected because it is the most important skill in sevens, most yeah. hated and divisive skill, but it's the most important because it, it, it enables your entire team. Okay, so this brings us to inducements. And um, we, we hinted at this a second ago. Inducements. Any inducement allowance given to a team counts as double the value. 
um, as the team value difference is proportionally greater in sevens. Uh, this is after benching adjustments have been applied, etc. So um, the idea is, so in that situation, Ben, you decide to uh, take all 11 players of your shiny new one, you know, one million team. Uh, someone else benches down to maybe eight. Um, and there, because of that, there's like a 200k difference. That is doubled for this sevens event to 400 to really give the element of um, team management and inducement balance there. I, I like this. I like this. And I know you put this in purely because you love Star Sevens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. uh, yes, and no. Actually, it's 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 a it's a double side. So if we think about playing a sevens game with the full team, but what these what these rules would allow you to do is is play your elevens team against a sevens team, and say you bench down to eight hundred, and that sevens team sitting at six hundred, uh, it, it it gives them an opportunity to to take to take some stuff to help balance that factor out so if you're playing sevens you kind of want to bench players to keep your t value low so you don't give them enough money to take a wizard um yeah. you know, to take something else which can be absolutely game changing in sevens but um we've also got to be very cautious of a team of uh, re-rolls being taken as well so yeah because i mean you've, you've got a factor in like let's say you're benching a human lineman they're 50k are they yeah um like that's essentially a free reroll that you're giving to the each to the other player. Yeah, that, that right? that's something that we'd have to consider as well. Whether the the reroll to induce is is double the value as well, which I think it probably right. should be. Um, you know, the extra team rerolls, team rerolls being doubled yeah. in sevens. I think the extra team training should probably be two fit two hundred as well. That um, makes sense. But that Very means it's going to be cheaper than most rerolls. That, well, that's it. But then it gives you the choice of: Do I take two linemen? Do I two, do I take linemen at ten and eleven, or and risk giving them enough gold to to take that reroll? Yeah. Um, so it kind of balances out with regards to rerolls, but then you get the opportunity for a cheeky star player, a keg, a wizard, you know. And yes, I might be starting to get obsessed with wizards. A giant, <laughs> uh, you know, which could be cool giant fun. A giant. So that would be uh, that would be the draft rules for playing a sevens game with a full team. Let's flip flop the other way round, and then we'll 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 talk through uh, we'll talk through our, our our thoughts. So playing a full blood bowl game with a sevens team. So you're taking your sevens team, and you're now playing proper blood bowl. Sevens teams receive a number of journeymen required to take the team to at least eleven active players. This happens before team values are calculated, etc. So you rock up with your sevens team, and you've got seven guys, um, or maybe you're running um, an undead team. And you've got a whole bunch of zombies on there, you know. You've got ten players, whatever. Mm -hmm. You you get journeyman to take you up to eleven. Yep. Straight off the bat. So if you're running an elf team, your team value is going to be higher because your elves are expensive. If you're running an ogre team, you get uh, you get about one noblar um, to take you to six twenty. Then we move on to reroll. So the number of rerolls a team has is doubled. Ah, the leader skill is unaffected. So if you have spent that sweet $8 billion to get yourself a reroll in sevens, uh, you now get two rerolls because it balances out. Yeah. And inducements. So sevens teams playing uh, in, a full te in a full game receive an extra 200k for inducements. This happens after the team values are calculated for inducement purposes. And most importantly of all, inducement money may also be spent to upgrade journeymen to mercenaries by paying the difference in cost. 
and the reason for this is it's because of the uh, positional restrictions mm -hmm. so in 11s you get the opportunity to buy all the positionals that you could afford okay in, in 7s you can only have four yeah no i, I see i see that yeah i was thinking like why would you? But no, I, I do get it. <laughs> yeah, because then you can, you know, you you get. I will take actually the ogre team is probably a really good example of this. You get um, a journeyman, and it is a noblar journeyman. Uh, you've already spent that. You had to spend. You had to buy that noblar. You can now upgrade that noblar to an ogre. Maybe an elf team might be a better one, Ben. You know, you're running pro elves. You you're running high elves. Uh, you get an additional four elf linemen. Um, when actually for 10, 20k more per player, you would have rather that it was a thrower or a catcher. You now get yeah. to spend that cash to upgrade them. Yeah, so I was thinking initially, you know, you just upgrade them from a journeyman to the lineman. Where I was thinking was like, I probably wouldn't spend that in juice money to do that, but to upgrade them to a positional. Yeah, Absolutely. that's exactly yeah. it. It's upgrading them to a positional. Uh, it's yeah. a mercenary, so they are more expensive than a normal positional, but you still get the opportunity to take an extra blitzer on your human team. Actually, you can fill out your yes. roster and, and get those blitzers to give you more of a fighting chance. Now, you will still suffer from the fact that they have loner. So you're, yeah. you're padding your team out, and it isn't going to be as good, but it gives you a chance. It gives you in the fight, and it makes it kind of... It's kind of thematic. It's like, here's my sevens team. Here's a bunch of guys we paid to fill out the roster. They might be good. They might not be good. You know, it adds that element to it. It's really interesting. I like it. I like the big fat water cash you get. That's really interesting. That'll definitely change up the build and decide, determine whether even whether or not you even want to get these mercenaries. Well, that's it. Uh, pay a lot for free. Very much, you're probably going to get more, aren't you? Yeah. Because... Well, yeah, so I've put a little example here. A sevens team receives four additional players and takes it to 800k. So say it's a human team, they get four human linemen and now they're at 800. And they're playing mm -hmm. against a one million standard team. The sevens team receives an extra 200,000 on top of the 200,000 they already get for a total of 400,000. The sevens team then decides to buy three rerolls with that and then upgrade two of its journey into mercenary positionals. So what you've done is you've taken your human sevens team with no rerolls and a few positionals, and with that cash, you can buy three rerolls and then upgrade some of your guys to positionals to give you that element of just a little bit of a boost. That's so good. I'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea of this was if you've got an element of a, a a series a league or something where you've got a sevens league you've got a dungeon ball league you've got a regular season league actually being able to cross play them is could be is is limiting and it but it should be really fun um but if we look at sevens using your standard 11s build playing my 11s team versus your 11s team in a game of sevens there's a lot of thought that goes into that Oh, absolutely. Who do you bench? You know, that's the big key thing. Who do you bench? How much of my team am I going to bench? And if I bench more than you, I'm likely to get extra inducements. Mm -hmm. um, and while it is, I will absolutely hand on heart say the inducements are simply not as good um, as players. They they are a, a boost when you are looking at sevens because, because your, your team value is so different. That, that extra... Those extra three skills can make a massive amount of team value difference and a massive amount of difference on the game. So actually those three skills being worth an apothecary uh, is 
you know, and a keg is actually really important and can be all the difference. Yeah. Especially if, uh, like you mentioned, Apothecary, like you might really want an Apothecary for that game. I, I don't know. It's it, it, it Having the flexibility is nice, I think. Like sometimes you just think, oh, I wish I had that. Or it's a team where you wish you had a wizard, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wizards all the way. But another cool thing of this is actually it means you can also play a, a sub element of your team. Um, normally, I'd say you drop down your sevens, you bench your sevens teams before you assign opponents. But what if you change that up? What if you said, right, mm. uh, Ben, your high elves are going to be placing, playing uh, the dwarves team in sevens. You might bench differently. Oh, that's a fun little gambit there. Especially if you keep it secret until the game starts. That's it. You rock up. You cross your guys off. Right, what's your team value? Mine team value is 820. What's yours? A 750. Right, who are you running? Yeah. I'm running these guys. Interesting. So you, you're rocking up to this game. You're like, okay, in this game, am I going to take the ogre for my for my, for my my team? Am I going to You know, look at look, Renegades, right? You rock up with a Renegade team, and Renegades have all the different positionals. You're like, right, actually, I am playing against Dwarves, so I don't need that much of a movement advantage maybe i do bring in the troll you know or this guy's got tackle maybe i'll bring him in against the you know the goblin team but i'll leave him out against the dwarf team adds yeah. a, adds an extra element of team management um and then all you're really kind of doing is looking at every sevens game you play and deciding on your toolkit for that matchup and i think that's really cool i think that is really fun it gives you like an expanded roster to pick from which is really nice and this is something that Rich and I talked about literally years ago now, um, was about having Mega Bowl, having a 32-man Blood Bowl roster. Um, wow. Basically two teams, one for offense, one for defense. And you you know, you know, rock up and you choose which team you're going to play each drive. Um, and it allows you that greater flexibility. This is kind of like a, a mini version of that where you've got your full 11s team. You know, think about, think about gutter runners. Think about Skaven. Like I can have four positionals. Well, actually, I don't think the positional limit would apply for an 11s team running a 7s game. What do you think to that, Ben? I think it would apply. Interesting. So I, I probably would have still apply that, just because, especially if you're playing against other 7s teams, or are you just saying only in the instance where you have two 11s teams playing? Let's say 11s versus 11s. Hmm. I think there it makes more sense because both teams are on the level playing field. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would just be interesting because it would be chaos. <laughs> it would be chaos. But, yeah. you know, it does add that element. I mean, uh, what's your favourite team to run at the moment? Oh, uh, probably Corn at the moment. Okay, Corn is a cracking example. Uh, yeah. All right, who who do you take? Do you take the Bloodthirster in this matchup? Actually, no, uh, because I want my players... Up. You know, playing against an agile, fast team, it's real tempting to take the Thurster just to get all those dice, but you might want just to take another two linemen instead of the Bloodthirster because they're more reliable. That's fine talk, Ben. Bloodthirster all the way. <laughs> no, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, no. Actually, yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just really interesting, and I love the element of that. And that's why I was thinking about these rules and about a part of a series and, and actually having that two sevens... Um, evening of your league because there's a lot of tactical choices and there's a lot of choices you can make there outside of the game and the game outside the game just adds to the hobby and let's face it right now we have got all kinds of game outside the game um, oh, and not a lot of game and this is another element <laughs> where actually you can bring that in and um, it adds a bit of theme and adds a bit of tactics and it just makes your team feel even bigger yeah 
I'm all for it. So, uh, listeners out there, I have absolutely no doubt that there are some of you that have uh, have already brewed up some rules like this for yourself. So get in touch. Let us know what you think of what we've been thinking about. Um, let us know what we've done wrong. Um, and uh, let us know a better way to do it because I think this is something that we we could explore and it just could be really interesting because there are other variants out there again to explore there's death bowl there's street bowl there's some there's some stuff there there's tunnel bowl which for all intents and purposes is just sevens with stuff in but yeah uh, let us know what you thought and um, let us know your ideas and talking of the game outside the game we're going to talk about how to game when there is no game to game <laughs> it's not a game <laughs> yep let's talk game So as you all know, the world is on lockdown at the moment and um, looks like it's going to be on lockdown for a little while still. So your club nights, your league nights, tournaments, everything are kind of on pause at the moment. Now, there's quite a few ways to, to work around it. Um, and I was thinking about writing an article and then I thought actually it'd be much better to just talk to Ben about it on the podcast. So uh, we have done a top five ways to play Blood Bowl when you can't play Blood Bowl. It seemed appropriate because actually... Although hopefully uh, the world will return to normal soon enough um, for the time being, we've got to find ways around it. Mm -hmm. And um, it made sense to just talk through some of the ways you can play Blood Bowl without actually being able to go somewhere and play Blood Bowl with someone. So we're going to talk through the options. We're going to talk about the good things and the bad things. I want your opinion on Ben as we go as well. Um, yeah. And, um, and yeah, so first things first. And number one is prevalent in this one and that is literally number one or number Go five no no we'll start sorry the first okay. one which is number five is playing solo mm -hmm. uh i just need to bring up my notes on this one uh da, 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 da. right so playing solo blood bowl um you can play solo you can load up your teams. Uh, you've already got the stuff. You've already got the minis. You've got the pitch. And uh, you wouldn't even judge yourself for using unpainted miniatures or proxies. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're Ian. Unless you're... Well, yeah, no. Ian Warham and Hannam Hannam. Or Ian Warham and Hannam. Um, as, the, as the Warhammer community have now dubbed him. Bless him. Uh, that's right. Ian got on the uh, Warhammer community again. He's already been on the stream uh, playing a game. Now he's massive squig dude got featured and they called him war ham nam and uh yeah, yeah. poor guy ham style, ham -nam style. <laughs> <laughs> anyway number five playing blood bowl with yourself um so on the plus side you've already got all the stuff right yeah you've got the stuff you've got the teams and it gives you an opportunity to use the teams that you've got to hand that you haven't because you know let's face it this is very simple points here but obviously when you are playing blood bowl against someone you generally only get to use one of your teams mm -hmm. so yeah the advantage of playing solo is you get to use two of your teams so if you've been working on a nurgle team and an ogre team um when you go to club night normally you're like okay um, i kind of want to try out the ogres but i don't want to skip a game with the nurgle uh, because they really need skills actually this is a great way for you to get your nurgle team and your ogre team onto a pitch and play both of them and find a way that they both work i found this works best to kind of for lack of a better word just sort of like demo things so like i know i've definitely done this in the past where you think how will what would happen in this scenario so it's really hard i find to play an actual game against yourself because you obviously know what you're going to do 
and it's hard to have like sort of turn off the opponent's way of thinking um but i do think like oh how easily could i break a dwarf cage or something like that just this is a really yeah. good way to do it just how good is the ogre is the giant yeah. you know it's, you're exactly exactly right it's a great way to play test rules play test teams play test builds um however like ben said you have to fight your own subconscious um you probably secretly want that team you've just finished painting to win so maybe you give them a little leeway or maybe the other team plays a bit more recklessly or because no one's actually playing against you maybe you play both teams uh, more recklessly because whatever happens you're not going to lose the game uh, <laughs> exactly whether you uh, win draw or lose you will not lose because you will win um, which is it's just, you know which is interesting so playing blubber with yourself is a great way to get some minis out and throw some dice um, but it completely lacks the competitive element um, of people or something making decisions that you wouldn't expect yeah um, I have put it here as, as great for value, though, because uh, you can use the stuff you've already got. And like I said, you can proxy stuff to your heart's content um, and it doesn't matter. And you don't have to worry about about that. And you can stop mid game if you're having a terrible time and just move on with your life. So Ben, for you playing Blood Bowl solo. Yay, nay, maybe. Um, I will give it a nay just because I think you wouldn't get the same experience. You wouldn't get the competitive experience, which I think a lot of people like in Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is a puzzle with dice and story. It is. And you're kind of, you can have the puzzle, but I'm going to be, video games have scores. Tetris has a high score. Uh, Candy Crush has high scores and levels to get to. Challenge and puzzle is really only good when you can kind of show off what you've done. And... Yes. Playing a game of Blood Bowl and pulling off something ridiculous because you solved a puzzle or because your luck was outrageous, it's so much more satisfying when you can share it with someone or you know when you've not just pulled it off against yourself. So yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, you can absolutely lay up some teams and play some games and you can do it. But oh, you can... Sorry, I just had a good idea. What we got? What we got? I know we're only going to gloss over this, but I know. Um, you could set up little challenges. Set, set Blood Bowl challenges. You, you lay out a pitch yep. and you say score a touchdown in two turns with this scenario oh and have some like pre-made ai from the other side as in this is what they'll do on their turn oh i like that, that. Fun. ben yeah get, get writing get writing <laughs> get because uh, right now we've got nothing better to do than make videos about stuff so this is a very <laughs> cool idea so yes if you're listening and you've got ideas for that then drop us a message i did see a thing on the blood bowl community today where someone was like i'm homebrewing some air uh, some some solo rules for blood bowl um, mm, nice but i like the puzzle idea very much because it is a puzzle yes number four is using a tabletop simulator so uh vassal or roll 20 um, now, Roll20 is something we've used. We've, we've done it this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Roll20 is a web-based program normally designed to facilitate RPGs and D&D and stuff. Uh, it's got a cool bunch of tools for like camera sharing or audio sharing. We've not used any of that, but I think... Have you used uh, Roll20 at all for D&Ds, Ben? I've used it a lot, yeah, as a GM and a player. Um, yeah. It's incredible. It's really incredible. The in-game video and sound isn't brilliant. Well, that's Maybe what Discord's for, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... What you can do is you can get a tabletop simulator and you can play any game you can get into that simulator um, and you can you can play it and you can have the conversation with the opponent. So if you're listening and you're interested about what this looks like, then jump onto our YouTube 
and um, check out good. check out the video of us playing uh, sevens over roll 20 it rolls dice for you we, we set up um things so it rolls the block dice it does the the damage rolls and it does the weather rolls and things so you you can share it with your opponent so you, you're doing one dice the downside is that you have to move everything manually yes well when i say manually i mean you have to click and move it on the screen like you're in powerpoint or something you just click something and move it along um but it's not a huge deal it's exactly the same as playing a game against an opponent yeah in that regard and this is something that i found i played against sam and i played against ian in the last week is that you're talking through what you're doing exactly the same way as you do on a tabletop yeah you're like right i'm going to move this guy here 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 uh he's next to him so he's going to make this two dice block oh actually this guy's got guard all right okay right yeah fine it's exactly the same as tabletop so from that angle it's been brilliant it's been really really useful um one of the downsides uh that it can be they can be a little bit uh, intensive to set up what do you think to that then um it, it can be um i think it's one of those things that would just come with time you'll get it it's like one you could have a template where you already have the pitch set up and all, all the things loaded there you just load in the sprites um but the initial setup could take a little while also it's visually not quite as entertaining <laughs> as some other options um, no, no it's not if you like the Blood Bowl, like tabletop visual experience, which I know a lot of people, that's why we have nice miniatures, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you don't quite get that, but for playing Blood Bowl and enjoying Blood Bowl, I mean, I watched the game you had against Sam; it was brilliant. Yeah, it's 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 all game. Yeah. Uh, but you don't like like Ben said, you don't get the element of actually using your cool models, um, and sharing that experience is just not there. And unless you're te- tech savvy, setting them up at the very beginning can be a bit difficult. So yeah. Fortunately, I'm not too bad with technology. Uh, I managed to figure it out. There's a great video on our Blood Bowl 7's uh, Facebook group of uh, from a guy called Soon who says this is how to set up Blood Bowl 7's on Roll20 and then we put a video up saying this is some stuff we've learned and now we've got a video of the actual gameplay between me and Ian so you can see how it plays out. And it's a really cool way to chill out and play a game with, an, with, 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 an, with a friend. Yeah, and it's entirely free. It's entirely free. Yeah. Uh, I did get the upgrade so that um, our players can use tablets and things. Uh, oh, cool. Because yeah. I wanted to have that access, really. It wasn't very much. It was like $5. Yeah. So one huge advantage to this um, is, is literally the flip side of uh, you have to do everything manually. So it doesn't calculate anything for you. It doesn't calculate dodges. But on the other side of that, it means that you can use whatever teams you like with whatever skills you like. As long as you can visually represent it and make it clear to your opponent, you can use anything. So we've got a seven setup. We've got a street bowl setup. We've got death bowl seven setup. I've got the classic dungeon bowl pitches there ready to play setup. We can use teams from fumble. We can use homebrew teams. We can do anything we like. And it's such a huge advantage so for people like us ben who like to experiment with rules and try different things actually it's great and uh when i played against sam i think he used he did he used a team from the fumble secret league he used the four nations team um yeah and we got to run a team and actually you know what you click on the player it's got the stats in the player and the rules in the player and you can still play so i i really love this option it is clunky it's not smooth um and it relies on you talking through, but it allows you to do anything. So it's it's it, it's the classic, um, it's the classic choice of OS, isn't it? It's your limitations versus your opportunities. This has got 
some limitations but a huge amount of opportunity yeah can we have a game this week on it i want to try that yeah definitely Smash team we reviewed a while ago that sage Ooh, that's a great I want to idea. give that a go yeah man I'll, let me know when you're free cool um, right number three blood bowl one so uh everyone plays blood bowl two now right it's, mm-hmm. it's been out for i don't know 57 years but blood bowl <laughs> one is still available and the first iteration of the pc game is still viable if you want to jam some blood bowl in fact if you fancy corn uh, it's the only way you're going to do it um i recently picked up the chaos edition um which has got i think all but like just a few of the teams and uh, i did it just so i could practice with corn so that we could talk about it on the podcast and it was 12 pounds and it cost me 12 pounds to fall in love with corn and it's hours of fun um <laughs> straight off the bat it's not 100 percent as it's 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 100 percent not as good as blood Bowl 2 in any way shape or form um and the except online <laughs> except it has yeah okay so it's it's 97 percent not as good as blood Bowl 2 uh, and the online is dead, but if you want to play test some teams, run some games, run some leagues, uh, you can do it there for pretty cheap on an old PC or laptop, and you can keep those tawny skills just a little bit sharper. Um, so, yes, there's no online. I think you might be able to play against someone else who's got blah, blah, blah. But the advantage here is you can queue up against the AI a billion times, run your teams, run your league, um, and it's real cheap. Uh, the chaos edition is like the supreme edition it was 12 pounds and you know what currently i'm not spending that outside you know <laughs> yeah there's not a lot else to spend money on at the moment Ex- so yeah. exactly i'm not going out for dinner i'm not getting a takeaway uh i'm not spending it on well, i am still buying toys but there's not you know there's less and there's less releases at the moment um so on the on the pros on the pros it's a pc game uh, so it's got a tutorial uh, the gameplay isn't bad. Uh, it takes some work to make the exact team you're after. Um, and you will need a computer with Steam. But it's a pretty quick download and then you are off. Uh, and because it's an older game, you don't need a particularly good PC at all. It runs on my laptop just fine. And my laptop mm-hmm. is about six years old. Um, and I, I think this is something to talk about. And, and if you're out there and you're like, I can't get Blood Bowl 2 because my, my PC won't run it. Then get Blood Bowl 1. Your PC will probably be able to run it. Uh, you won't be able to play online, sure. But you can still jam a few games of Blood Bowl in, in an hour and a half, and you can still develop a team. And it's not as challenging as playing against another player, but you're still playing Blood Bowl. Ben, what do you think of Blood Bowl 1? Uh, I think it's an option. <laughs> I, I I like it. I like that it's like the roots of the thing. I think you are right, though. It's There's no real reason. Is like, in it Blood Bowl? Sorry. It doesn't really do anything that Blood Bowl 2 doesn't do better. Um, but yeah, if it's all you can grab and you have a low-end PC, that is definitely an option because it's a little bit prettier than like Roll20. <laughs> it's way prettier. Uh, yeah. it, it is way prettier. It's animated. The sound effects are there. You got It's it's not a bad game. It, it feels 10 years old because I think it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, it's a great option. Um, to play against Blood Bowl and it has that element of I don't have to wait for my opponent I can try some teams it's it's definitely 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 recommend it however uh, without a real opponent you're lacking the what are they doing what are they going to do element and I'm not going to lie the AI on the game is very bad um, yeah. it's very bad you are uh, you are likely to win if you are playing tight it's not it's not a gimme you can still play tight and still get nuffled by the dice but 
it you you still have to make choices you have to make the right choices but actually it kind of it is blood bowl on easy mode a little bit so if you want to run that elf team with four catchers and just play tom brady in the pocket and throw long bombs all day long it's great fun you can do that you can absolutely do that if you want to take a corn team and just surf everybody you can do that too yes um, options are good yeah but it's still going to pull unexpected plays uh, then it's going to pull more unexpected plays on yourself than you will on yourself mm -hmm. so it's an upgrade there um, and you can set it to hard mode but I'm pretty sure that just adjusts the uh, amount of garbage rolls you get so <laughs> if you're one of those people who jumps onto the Blood Bowl community and complains about the random number generator uh, don't put it on hard mode because you will have a fit uh, and that's not good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 12 pounds for a whole bunch of teams on a low end PC you can play some games. I, I I recommend Blood Bowl one. Ben, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I personally never tried it, but um, yeah, I, I would say if it's your only option, I'd recommend it. Absolutely, absolutely. If you've got no friends that can set up uh, Roll Twenty, um, and you don't fancy just playing against yourself, get Blood Bowl one. Run some games. Yeah, but if you do have someone else to play with and you do want a bit more automation and you do want to play it free on an old computer then number two is probably the one for you and that is Fumble. So Fumble is the old school Java edition of Blood Bowl. It's a legendary. Uh, it's where secret and stunty lean teams uh, originate from and it's what we had. It's all, 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 all we had back in the day before Games Workshop rebirthed and sold it to Cyanide. Uh, it'll run in basically any browser that supports Java. Uh, it does take a bit of getting used to, um, but there are hundreds of guides and stuff to getting started on it, and uh, hundreds more people that can help. It's actually quite a, a decent, thriving community fumble. Um, and uh, the NAF are trying to move uh, as many of the lockdown tournaments to there wherever possible because it gives you the access. Ben, gen gen genuinely, have you ever looked at fumble? I have. I actually gave it a go back when we were doing first sort of looking into secret teams and things. Oh, cool. That's sort of how I discovered it. Um, it as someone who joined well after Dark Ages, I was a bit thrown by the age. It, it does feel dated. I think it's older than me. It might but... actually be older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But Blood Bowl, the game, is older than me, so, you know, that's, that's a, true. That's a yeah, thing. That is... <laughs> um... But I was really impressed by the sheer amount of content and how active the community was for something that feels older. It's great, and it was it? really good. Yeah, it is really. It was good. really good. It's easy to use. Really easy to use. Um, I think there is a little bit of a learning curve, um, and you're seeing that on the Bloodborne community on Facebook at the moment. People are like, oh, "Trying fumble out for the first time, and I can't find an opponent, or I can't do this." Um, True. Yeah, I guess I work with. Work as like a web developer, so I'm sort of a little bit more. You, you, yeah, absolutely. I can see, yeah, I can see why there's a learning curve there. But things like, um, you know, blah blah one, blah blah two, you just click here, click here, click here, and it gives it to you on a plate. Fumble, you kind of got to work a little bit for it uh, and figure out what you're doing. But it gives you, it's, it's, it's kind of medium on the uh, variation versus work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't have to download anything and even if you have a relic of a PC you should be able to run it in a browser uh, the great thing about it is it auto resolves things for you so unlike Roll20 this is a game so Roll20 is a simulator and you share it and it really all it is is just a, a shared PowerPoint with uh, with dice uh, this actually sorts everything out for you and um, asks you like do you want to do this stuff is this the right thing pick your dice 
you know, this guy's dead, LOL. Um, it will tell you these things. Um, <laughs> and probably more importantly, you're playing against real coaches uh, with a huge, huge amount of teams in a framework that, while old school in style, is really good. It runs really well. You can make misplays, but I think it's hard to misclick on Fumble than on any other platform. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you because you got the grid and love i love the icons they are retro they're 8-bit uh, they are all, all day long and um that's what we've used for our roll 20 um or roll 27s as i'm calling it uh because actually you can't get sevens on fumble i actually did talk to krista one of the lead admins uh, i was like so what would it take to get sevens on there uh, you can play sevens but it's on a standard sized pitch so it's it's not quite the same. Uh, so he was like, "Yeah, no problems. You can you know use the use the sprites." Uh, but um, yeah, the sprites are from there, and that's the cool thing about Fumble is they've got sprites for all the teams and all the star yeah. players, all the uh, secret teams and stuff. So, so good. Yeah. So if you're like, I would kind of like to play uh, Blood Bowl, but have it look like Final Fantasy IV, this is oh. absolutely the place for you. Oh, I'd love there for me to be like a ROM hack stuck on those like little mini Nezzes stuff. <laughs> I'd love to play Blood Bowl on the Nez. Like Tech Mobile. Look into that. Dude, I'll, yeah. I'll make you, I'll make you one in uh, Games Factory. It'll be wicked. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so pros, it's free, runs on anything. Uh, what you get is fantastic. You can run a huge amount of variety on there from teams to builds. Yeah, it takes a little bit of work to set up, but um, bang for your buck is basically infinite at that point. Uh, the only downside is that there is no sevens. Um, oh, is there not? There's no sevens. That. There's no sevens on Fumble. Otherwise, uh, I probably would have never come to a club night again. I'd just be jamming sevens games. <laughs> no, because they can't adjust the pitch size. So it's always oh, okay. on a full-size pitch. I think there's a, a mode where you can use only seven players, and there's a mode where you can use only four players, but it's the whole... Uh, it's just uh, it's just playing Blood Bowl, but with less players instead of having different pitch size. And that's yeah. kind of the exciting thing about Sevens. So, yeah, Fumble, definitely, definitely check it out. Ben, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. And if, like, it is, if it does feel a bit older or more dated um, or you just can't get on with how the like, the UI works and things, um, you probably get a similar experience with Roll20, as we explained before. They kind of behave quite similarly. But yeah. Fumble just sort of does a little, does a lot more for you. Fumble does all the automated. It, it, it counts yeah. for you. Uh, you have to count on Roll Twenty, as you'll see from watching the video, yes. where it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, but it doesn't do the cool path movement that Roll Twenty does, which is my favorite thing about it. Yeah. And then number one, the big daddy, Blood Bowl Two. Yes, uh, I think most people will be familiar with this. Um, it's like the most current game. Um, who knows if there's a third in development? Well, but yeah, this is currently the most up-to-date video game version of Blood Bowl. We're supposed to see three this year, um, but you know, who knows? We don't know what this yes. year is going to be like now. Anyway, anyway, here it is. If you have a computer, an Xbox, a PS4, this is the daddy. This will keep you Blood Bowl sane. It's not perfect, and there are teams missing. And setting up custom uh, custom leagues and stuff isn't as uh, detailed as some of the other options. But if you want to play Blood Bowl for days and days and days, this is your Huckleberry. Um, so it's cool. It's not the most up-to-date Games Workshop rules. So this is different to 2016. Uh, yes. Bowl. This is different to current Blood Bowl. So you can't add that in. You can't get the new positionals. You can't have your chameleon skinks on your team. You can't run a slave giant to upset people. Um, but you can play a load of teams on there. And uh, there is a custom team 
uh, element, which I'm currently exploring on my stream at the moment because I'm just trying each of them out to find out some of the builds. It's very, very cool. It's cool to run ogres with Chaos Dwarves and stuff and do things like that, and you can do stuff with that. Um, but as we alluded to earlier, you will need a reasonable PC to run it. Not high-end by a long shot, but like a medium. Uh, your normal laptop might get a bit sweaty running it. Um, yeah. And it's summer right now, so unless you want to get a new laptop, be careful with that. Um, Not officially, but it may as well be. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just turn down all the settings and sit by the window and you might get away with it. Uh, download it, play the tutorial campaign, uh, get used to the controls. The tutorial and stuff is pretty good. The campaign will give you something to do. I'd recommend just jumping straight into a league with a team you want and just playing a bunch of games. Um, setting up teams is pretty is easy enough when you get used to it. They've got cool mixed teams, not 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 bonehead bowl teams mixed, which is a bit of a shame, but yeah, not quite that level. Weird level ones, which is cool. Uh, joining leagues is really easy as well. Um, in fact, jump on and join ours if you're PC. Uh, if you're PC and you've got Blood Bowl Two Bonehead Podcast Cup, we play Sunday nights and Tuesday nights, and whenever else you can get a game, just have a look through our Discord. Um, so uh, da, 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 da. on ease, Ben. Blood Bowl 2 has got to be up there for you. Yeah, I think I think this game is... It deserves the number one spot. Just You can get it in a Steam sale, and it's really cheap. Um, you can pick it up for about a fiver if you can get it on sale, which it commonly is. Um, I think at the moment it, Legendary is £25, something like that. Okay, at the time of recording, yeah. But that's the price of a Games Workshop team, and they keep exactly. not giving us one, so... Did you get was it all the teams in Legendary Edition? Uh yeah, except Corn and um Pact. Corn and Renegades. Yeah. yeah. You get everything else, including Bretonians and uh well, Kislev. So that's pretty good value. Yeah. It's great value. It's a pound a team, basically. Uh yeah. and that's that's cool. The AI is 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 bad because it's AI. Uh but it's still fun. It's it's way yeah. better than Blubber One AI. It's you can still lose to the AI. Um, it's the appropriate level of difficulty that you feel rewarded for winning. Um, if you if you play real try hard, you can smash something four zero, and that's great because then it just accelerates your uh, your league build, and then you can exactly. you can try the. I, this is what I did. I absolutely farmed it for for Pro Horse and ended up with four catches with diving catch, and uh, throw with hail mary pass, and that just brilliant it just just snowballs from there like it's not it's not a great tactic and i don't recommend running it online or on tabletop but against the ai where the games are kind of throwaway i was great fun i you won't get to do that otherwise yeah games are really quick on it as well games and leagues yeah you can set the timers so that they're two minute timers two minute turns and works absolute treat uh so on the challenge scale you'll be playing real coaches if you want to play online with pretty great interface uh the risk of misclicks is real but it's but it's but it's even for both coaches yes it is um most of the information on the screen is clear and if you're not rushing you should be able to make the moves you want to it'll even show you the odds if you're not all hand solo about that Mm, kind of thing which i really like i love that uh, the AI isn't terrible either. Sure, if you know what you uh, if you know what you're doing, you'll be able to win about eighty percent of the time. But there's always dice, and that just means you can make the riskier, more fun plays and get away with it. Blood Bowl yeah. on extra fun mode. Done. It's got really good animations too. The animations are if cool. You watch, if you ever decided what you know, oh, sorry, if you wanted to know what a tree man looks like leaping, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You don't get the opportunity to give a tree man leap too often on tabletop, um, no. but spamming games on Blood Bowl two, you absolutely can. Um, 
cost. So at the moment, Blood Bowl 2 is £15 or £26 if you want everything except Chaos Pact and um, Corn. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's not bad. Uh, it's the same price as the Games Workshop team. Uh, we haven't had one of those for 75 million years. Yeah, I'm just reading my notes here on this, and yeah, I agree with myself there. Um, the only reason I'm not giving it full marks for cost is that if you don't have a PC that can handle it, then it goes up from £26 to £426, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, which is slightly trickier. It's worth the money, though, for all the team designs you can do, solo play, online leaguing. Um, I absolutely recommend this. In fact, I recommend all of them, uh, including some that aren't on the list, like the Blood Bowl 1 iPad app. It's pretty clunky, but it's uh, the only way to play Blood Bowl on a plane. So, yeah, Blood Bowl 2 it gets top marks. If you can run it and you can afford it, get it. It will it will be the best way to tick the majority of your Blood Bowl uh, needs, I think. Yeah, I agree. And you can even play Blood Bowl 2 while you're painting, which is, uh, which is quite good fun. Mm. You can, yeah. As, as long as the time, turn timers aren't too short. Ah, it's in their turn, yeah. you know. Uh, you you yeah. can paint while watching the screen, which is pretty cool. Um, any any final thoughts on any of those, Ben? Uh, I think we're pretty comprehensive. Um, just find what works for you. Um, if you don't want to spend any money, I think my pick is either Fumble or Roll20. Yep. Um, but if you really want a good experience, blah, 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 too. I guess it depends on what kind of blah, blah player you are. If you're... Uh... If you're a straight rules pack kind of player, then actually Blood Bowl 2 is probably the best. Yeah. Um, if you like your variants and you like your different teams and you like uh, just talking to people, then Roll20 is is absolutely brilliant, I think. I absolutely love yeah. playing it um, because it gives you an opportunity for an hour to sit down and talk to my opponent and just share failed dice rolls and bad tactics. And... Um, yeah, really, really love that. So if you're out there and you're listening, those are the top five things uh, we recommend doing to, to find ways to play Blood Bowl. And if you've got any ideas or you need any help with anything, just drop us a message on any of our media accounts or drop us an email um, because actually we'd love to help. Join the uh, Blood Bowl 7's community on Facebook because uh, there's instructional videos on how to set stuff up on there because in your games group i'm sure there's at least one person that's tech savvy enough to set it up and then you just need that mm -hmm. person to be the gm and ben this is what i'm planning on doing with our group hopefully is just copying the the game frames and just sharing them with the players so that they can play a game and all you have to do right is idea. well we've got this discord set up for our group do this we can watch the games it should be really good fun yeah look forward to that cool right that wraps up our uh, discussion on different ways to play blood bowl during the apocalypse uh, so yes let us know your thoughts on that now that does technically wrap up the episode for this week although the astute ones of you out there will realize that there uh, there has been another episode on your feed either today or a little bit earlier a few days in advance which was the first episode of roster rumble so make sure you give that a listen and let us know um, let us know what you think hopefully you enjoy it um, there's still time to get your entries in for team designs um, and we're currently doing uh, star sevens build which is 700k at least seven players at least one star player um, and uh, you get some skills to head on over to our website or one of our pages for full details or check any one of our previous posts uh, because we'd love to see your ideas we've had an absolute ton of ideas so far like literally 
we've got i think ben we've got enough entries now for for a couple of seasons um yeah honestly loads really appreciate it <laughs> some great ones too and this is this is the build we're doing for this season it, we're going to be changing it up for next season um I, we've got a plan for that which absolutely in no way ties into uh to bonehead bowl possibly not happening but uh, <laughs> that will be the next one so yeah get your team design ideas into us uh for the star sevens roster rumble and hopefully you enjoyed the episode um but that is going to wrap it up for the podcast this uh, this this week this fortnight um ben thanks very much for jumping on and talking blood bowl thanks for having me on always a pleasure always a pleasure and uh, guys thanks very much for listening uh, let us know what you're up to uh, keep in contact and we will see you soon bye-bye